friends, and welcome back to another episode of RAFR. Today we'll be covering the heart and blood in Kay's Anatomy, chapters 2 and 3. Hope you enjoy! Chapter 2. Heart. Can you sometimes hear a faint little drumbeat? Maybe when you've been running around? when you're sitting totally still in a room with the TV off. Do you know what that sound is? Uh, that's right. It's Nigel from the next street practising his timpani. I'd wish he'd stop. It's impossible to get any sleep round here. My mistake. It's actually your heart. Sitting inside your ribcage, not so quietly getting on with things. No big deal. Except, of course, it's a very big deal. Just like a car can't start without an engine. Or you can't crack on with your homework without a big bag of crisps. Actually, make that two to be on the safe side. Nothing happens in your body without your heart pumping away. Not bad for an organ that's only the size of your fist. The heart is the fifth biggest organ in your body. In at number four are the lungs. But they should probably be disqualified for cheating because there are two of them. Number three is that old clever clogs, the brain. And number two is your big lump of liver. And number one is that stretchy bag of weirdness, your skin. How it works. The heart is a muscle, a bit like the muscles you have in your arms and legs. The thing, is, the thing that's special about your heart, though, is that you can choose when to wail your limbs. But the heart doesn't need your permission to beat. It's just as well. Because your heart can't make a second's rest, even when you're asleep. Because if it did, well, that'd be pretty serious. And no other bit of your body can step in and cover its work. There's no such thing as a supply teacher for the heart. The heart sits in the middle of your chest, slightly over to the left, nestled in between your lungs. They definitely need to sack whoever came up with the little heart symbol. Your actual heart is more of a splod shape. And it's certainly not a cute shade of pink. It's a much darker red. Blood red, you might say. Well, you could definitely say that because every single drop in your body passes through your heart. That's what it's doing with all its pumping, sending blood around your body. You might be wondering why it does this. To be honest, if you're not run wondering, then you might skip a few pages. It's not just a weird hobby that it's taken up with because it doesn't have an Xbox. It's all about oxygen. Every single millimetre in your body, from your tongue to your thumb to your bum, needs oxygen to live. And your heart makes sure the oxygen gets there. Sorry, I've lied uh, to you slightly. There's one part of the body that doesn't get any blood at all. It's called the cornea. It's just the layer outside your eye. It still needs oxygen, but it gets it directly from the air. There's always someone who wants to be different, eh? The heart is divided into left and right sides. Each side into t is divided into two chambers. So, how, how many t chambers is that in total? That's right, 16,238. Hold on, I pressed the wrong button on my calculator. It's actually four. The heart is made up of four chambers, and each one is the room of a house. It's like the room of a house, I mean. A quite disgusting house, because it's totally full of blood. Also, it's way too small to live in. 
unless you're a fly. And you probably don't want a fly living in your heart. That could cause a very serious condition called, um, flying your heartitis. Blood enters your heart on the left side into the top chamber called the atrium. And the blood is full of lovely oxygen because it's just come through the lungs. It then flows down to the bottom chamber, or ventricle, where it gets an almighty squeeze and whizzes off through the tubes called arteries, which travel through your body. How do you know it goes in the right direction and not just back up your lungs? Option one, sat-nav. Option two, it leaves a trail of breadcrumbs so it can't get lost. Option three, valves. If you entered one or two, go sit in a bin for ten minutes. Blood goes through in the right direction because there are valves in the heart that stop it going backwards and causing some sort of unpleasant blood-splattering explosion. When all the oxygen has been delivered to your nose and your toes and your lips and your hips, the blood says a quick hi and bye, then heads straight back off to collect some more. It doesn't go back through your arteries because the blood uses a one-way system like the kind grown-ups always moan about when they're driving. Blood that's on its way travels back through a different type of tube called a vein. The veins drop off your blood at the right side of your heart, again gurgling into the atrium before heading down to the ventricle at the bottom before it gets a slightly less powerful squeeze and squirts off to your lungs. It doesn't have to be such a big squeeze on this side because the lungs are right next door. When the blood has been filled with sweet, sweet oxygen, it doesn't just hang around there. Who wants to waste their time in the boring lungs? No offence, lungs. If you took all the arteries and veins in your body and laid them out end to end, then they would stretch around the world about three times. Please don't do this. It would make a horrible mess. And I'm not cleaning up after you. Instead, it pops around the left side of the heart. The blood in your body has now done a complete lap. But unlike when you play Mario Kart, the heart can't rest for ten minutes and have a nice glass of milk. It immediately starts with another pump. Nightmare. No need to worry, though. Your heart takes all this in its stride. That's what the drumbeat is that you keep hearing. And you will hear every moment for the rest of your life. Each beat is a squeeze of your heart, whooshing blood around the body. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Excuse me for a moment. Will you shut up with that timpani, please, Nigel? I'm trying to write a book here. Your heart rate. But how does your heart know how often to beat? Great question, me. Thanks very much, me. You're welcome, me. Your heart is actually controlled by electricity. Luckily, it doesn't have a battery that can run out, so you never need to scramble around trying to remember where you left your heart charger. Instead, it uses the same kind of electricity as your TV or your Hoover or your robot butler. This means that your body can send messages to your heart to tell it how slow or how fast to beat. If you're sitting on the sofa watching Britain's most boring paint colours on TV, then your heart probably beats around 80 times a minute, a bit more than once a second. But if you decide to do something more energetic, like run around the garden, or play football, or arm wrestle a gorilla, then suddenly your leg and arm muscles need a lot more oxygen, and the heart has to pump quicker to get to them. So your heart rate goes up. Clever, right? And just like your arm muscles get stronger from those constant arm wrestling matches with gorillas, your heart muscle will also get stronger with exercise. 
That's why when grown-ups tell you it's a good idea to exercise, they're telling the truth for once. A good form of exercise would be if you took Pippin out on a walk. Go on, please. I promise you she won't be sick and then eat it all up again. Much. You need to keep your heart nice and strong because hopefully you agree by now that, as disgusting lumps of electrified muscle and blood go, it's pretty important. While it would be extremely messy and dangerous for you to weigh your heart and find out how squidgy it is, it's very safe and easy to tell how fast it's beating. This is known as taking your pulse, because some arteries lie very close to your skin. You can feel the blood whooshing underneath, and each can separate whoosh as you hear a beat of the beat of heart. I mean, the easiest place to take your pulse is on the wrist. All you need is, is a watch, or your clock, or, your, or a timer on the phone. And wrist. And a pulse, ideally. Taking your pulse. Number one. Hold out your left hand with the palm facing up. Like you're hoping someone will drop a bar of chocolate into it. You never know. Number two. Press your index finger and the middle finger of your right hand. That's the two fingers next to your thumb if you fell asleep during that lesson in school. Onto your left wrist, just below the base of your thumb. Press down a bit and you can hopefully feel your pulse. If you can't, you might need to jiggle your fingers around in a little or press a bit harder. There it is. Number four. Ask an adult if they know the name of the artery that you're feeling. When they don't know the answer, you can tell them that it's a radial artery and ask, did you even go to school? Sorry if this results in you being sent to your bedroom for the next three years. Now look at your watch for 60 seconds and count down how many times your heart beats. Done. If you can do all that, then you're about a quarter of the way to becoming a fully qualified doctor. Congratulations. Why don't you go for a bit of a run around and see what your pulse is after that? It'll probably be a bit higher. Or you can try taking the pulse of your friends. Or your parents. Or your, pa or your friends' parents. Or your friends' parents' friends. Don't try taking the pulse of your cat. It might scratch you. I'm not entirely sure if cats have rests. Oops, I shouldn't have written about cats. It's made Pippin go bananas. Healthy hearts. We need to be extra careful about looking after our heart. We've only got one of them. I mean, one each, I mean. We don't have, have to one to share between all of us. Like it's the class hamster. As well as doing exercise, so its muscles are strong. Straight, stays strong. There are a couple of other things you can do to keep your ticker ticking for as long as possible. If your heart could speak, it would definitely tell you to eat healthy food. I know, I know, you don't want to eat your broccoli. And it's much more fun to munch your way through a bucket of cop, cop popcorn the size of a traffic cone and a bar of chocolate as big as your front door. But you can still eat some of that, some of that stuff, but it has to be balanced out with things like fruit and vegetables. But why does your heart care about what you're eating? Surely that's the stomach's department. Well, if you eat too much unhealthy or fatty food for years and years and years, then when you're an adult, some of that fat you've eaten can find its way into the arteries and gunk them up. Imagine playing a recorder. You blow through it and the air flows out the other side, making a horrible noise. You really should practice more. Now imagine that someone has poured slime inside your recorder. It's much harder to blow through it and the noise it makes is worse than ever. 
That's what happens when fat builds up inside your arteries. It's harder for blood to get through, so it's harder for oxygen to get around your body. When this happens, it's known as cardiovascular disease. Cardiovascular is the fancy word for your heart and all the arteries and veins. There are a lot of long words in medicine. Is that your first six-syllable word you've seen? Cardiovascular. I can't imagine you've seen another one. That would be incomprehensible. Cardiovascular disease can stop you doing things that you enjoy. And that can make you unhappy. So it's best to get into the habit of doing exercise, saving streets for special times, and becoming better friends with Brussels sprouts. Other things that can cause cardiovascular disease include smoking and drinking too much alcohol. I don't want to ruin the rest of the book, but smoking alert, smoking and I mean, spoiler alert, smoking and alcohol can cause damage to lots of different parts in your body. Hole in the heart. About one in every 300 people is born with a hole in their heart. That means they've probably, there's probably someone at your school who has one. No need to panic. The hole doesn't come out the front, spraying blood onto everyone they look at like a fire hose. The hole goes between the left and the right valves, meaning the blood with the oxygen mixes with the blood without oxygen and causes a bit of a muddle. Luckily, most of these holes are pretty small and close up on their own. Your body can do this with an excellent magic trick of repairing itself. But some people need an operation, often before they're a year old. A baby's heart is the size of a strawberry, so fixing a tiny hole inside it means a pretty fiddly operation and a very tiny needle and thread. If the heart stops. It's very, very serious if the heart stops beating and anyone who that happens to needs urgent medical attention. It's possible to get the heart beating again using a machine called the, the defibrillator. You might have seen them on TV shows before. Someone collapses, the doctor puts a couple of pads on their chest, stands back and says, clear. Then the patient splutters back to life. The defibrillator is actually giving the, the, the heart a bit of an electric shock. And because the heart beats with electricity, remember, this can sometimes get it beating normally again. If the heart stops beating, but there's no defibrillator around, then it can also be restarted using something called CPR. Or cardiopulmonary. Seven syllables. A new record. Resuscitation. This means pressing on the chest to get the heart pumping. And sometimes blowing into the mouth of the person who has collapsed. Why don't they? Why don't you ask someone at school if they can arrange a class to teach you how to do CPR? It's much more interesting than fractions, and you could literally save a life with it. Transplants. A transplant is when an organ belonging to one person is very kindly donated to another person who, whose organ doesn't work anymore. For organs you have more than one of, like your kidneys, it's possible for a living person to donate one. But I hope you only have one heart. But because you, I mean, because you have only one heart and zombies aren't real, I hope, then a heart can only be donated by someone who has died. The first heart transplant took place in 1967. And these days, someone gets a heart transplant every two hours. I mean, different people do it, not the same person getting loads of hearts. It takes about four hours to perform a heart transplant. 
So make sure you've had a big breakfast. If you plan on doing one anytime soon, I strongly recommend that you don't perform any heart transplants unless you've been to medical school, or at the very least, watched a few YouTube videos on how to do them. Fun fact. The blue whale's heart is so big that you could stand up in it. I would recommend wearing a snorkel. There's a type of fruit fly with the heart the size of a grain of sand, which beats over 800 times a minute. Good luck measuring its pulse. Heart attacks. Just like the other organs in your body, your heart needs oxygen. Even through gallons of blood go through the middle, even though gallons of blood go through the middle of it, your heart muscle doesn't actually get any of its own oxygen from there. It just has a special supply from some ox blood vessels called the coronary arteries, which spider around the heart like, well, a spider. A heart attack is what happens if the coronary arteries get blocked, so the heart doesn't have any oxygen to be able to do its job. If someone is having a heart attack, they often have pain that feels like an elephant is sitting on their chest, and sometimes also feel pain in their jaw, arm, or abdomen. That's the medical word for your tummy. It can cause sweating, sickness, or shortness of breath. A heart attack is a very serious medical emergency. And if you see someone having one, you need to call 999 immediately and ask for an ambulance. Kay's questions. Can you make an artificial heart? Yes. Well, not me personally. I'm rubbish at making stuff. I spent three weeks trying to put a shelf above my toilet and it's still not finished. But some clever scientists have made artificial hearts out of plastic, which can pump blood around the body. But they cost as much as a Ferrari. So if you see one lying around, don't tread on it. How much blood does the heart pump every day? Over 7,000 litres, which is enough to fill 90 baths to the brim with blood. Please don't do this. How many times will my heart beat in a lifetime? Something like three and a half billion times, which is loads. That's more than the number of cats and dogs in the whole world. You don't just get a fixed amount of heartbeats before they all get used up and your heart stops. In fact, the more your heart beat fast, the more you make your heart beat fast with exercise, the longer it'll last. True or poo? Your heart stops when you sneeze. Poo. Lots of people think this is true, but it's actually totally made up. If it was true, hospitals would be extremely full during hay fever season. Your heart was the very first organ to develop. True. Remember when you were the size of a jelly bean? No? Hmm, me neither. Well, anyway, your heart started to appear right back then, ages before your lazy liver and slow-coached spine. Some people have their hearts on the right side of their body. True. It's very rare, but it can happen. In fact, you have to do the x-rays with 10, 000, of 10,000 people before you find someone with their heart on the right, well, wrong side. There's a complicated medical term for it. Dextrocardia. As you'll soon find out, there's a complicated medical term for almost everything. I wonder who's in charge of naming all this stuff. Chapter 3. Blood. 
Let's talk about the sticky, oozy, gloopy red liquid that's inside all of us. It's one of the few parts of your own innards that you ever get to see, so I thought you might want to know a few things about it. There's a lot more to blood than just popping up to say hello if you cut yourself. It's your life juice. You can't live without it. I should point out that it's not actual juice. You really, really shouldn't be drinking it. This doesn't apply to vampires. You guys can drink as much as you like. Just don't have any of mine, please. Did I mention I had garlic sandwiches for lunch? What blood does? We know that blood is slurping around inside us, but what does it actually do? The easiest way to think about blood is like a transport system. You know those maps you see in train stations that show various lines disappearing off in different directions? Well, that's what blood does. And, just like trains that take all sorts of people around, miserable commuters with briefcases, tourists with massive backpacks that clonk into you, and people eating smelly tuna sandwiches, blood takes all sorts of different things around your body. For example, oxygen needs to get everywhere, from your brain at the top to your bottom at the bottom. Plus, your blood also carries the fuel that your body needs, known as nutrients. Taking it from your digestive system, that's your stomach and intestines, nothing to do with biscuits, to wherever it's required. It also moves around any waste products that your cells produce to get them out of the body. Unlike most train services, your blood's always on the go, even when you're fast asleep. It also defends you from illnesses. So it's a postal service, a rubbish collection department, and a security guard. Oh, and it's a central heating system too, working with it to make the skin so that your body is always that lovely 37 degrees. Plus, of course, it's a delicious snack. Please ignore that last sentence if you're not a vampire. How blood travels around. You're not just a balloon filled with blood, I hope. Blood flows around your body using an incredible network called arteries and... Can you remember? Yep, that's right. Arteries and Butlertron 6000. No, hang on. That's the name of my robot butler. I meant arteries and veins. Arteries. Arteries are the pipes that take blood, which is full of oxygen, from the heart to the rest of your body. The artery that comes straight out of the heart is called the aorta. It's the biggest artery of all. If it was a road, it would be a massive motorway with ten lanes and those really big service stations with loads of restaurants and grabber machines that you can win a soft toy with. Almost immediately, the aorter branches off into smaller arteries, which branch off into even smaller arteries. These are more like the road that you probably live on, with only a lane or two. The further the arteries are from the heart, the smaller they get. By the time they reach your toes, they're really tiny, like narrow little paths a bicycle would barely fit on. Arteries have stretchy walls that could expand and shrink as the heart squirts blood through them, a bit like a hose that bulges out when the tap is turned all the way on. Veins. Veins are the other main type of blood vessel. Once the arteries have delivered the oxygen, veins step in and take all the used-up blood back to the heart. The veins start off tiny, like a little stream that's so tiny the fish have to swim in single file. But as they get closer and closer to the heart, the veins get bigger and bigger, until they're more like massive rivers that hippos hang out in. The biggest vein of all, which connects to the heart, is called the vena cava. 
Venacava is Latin for... Hmm, I don't know that either. I was rubbish at Latin. Probably meant massive vein or something. I wish I hadn't started this paragraph now, since blood doesn't wash around the veins as quickly as it does through the arteries. Veins don't have to be strong. Their walls are thinner and a bit more weedy. Please don't tell my veins I called them weedy. Did you know, artery is the ancient Greek word for contains air, because hundreds of years ago, doctors thought that arteries were full of gas. Honestly, those guys were useless. There's also a third type of blood vessel called capillaries. I forgot about them because they're so small. A capillary is a tiny little insect that eats leaves and then one day turns into a beautiful butterfly. Sorry, ignore me. That's a caterpillar. I read the wrong entry in the dictionary. Capillaries are the tiniest type of blood vessel and they sit between the arteries and the veins. The walls of capillaries are so thin that oxygen and fuel can pass straight through them into the places that need them. Like ghosts who can walk through walls. Medical warning, don't try to walk through walls if you're not a ghost. I had a go this morning and now I've got a really sore forehead. What is blood made of? There are three different types of blood cells. Red blood cells, white blood cells and platelites. Platelites are a sort of yellow colour, but for some reason they're not called sort of yellow blood cells. They're called platelites because they look a bit like little plates, which isn't very imaginative. I've heard there's some kind of naming committee who's in charge of all this. I'll try to find out a bit more about them. All three kinds of cells swim around in a gross but important goo called plasma, which makes your blood nice and runny rather than horrible sludge. Red blood cells. As the name suggests, they're red. In fact, they're the reason your blood has that ketchup-y colour. They're the most common type of blood cell in your body. In a single drop, there are over 5 million of them. 5 million is a loads, by the way. That's the number of words you speak in two years if you're a real yabberer. If you looked at red blood cells under a microscope, you'd see that they were round, but slightly squished and flattened, like a wine gum that you've accidentally sat on, or a beanbag that's lost most of its filling. Red blood cells carry all the oxygen around your body, and they can do that because they contain something called hemoglobin, which is like a rucksack that stores oxygen. Please sit down, I've got some sad news for you. Red blood cells don't live forever. In fact, they get worn out and die after about four months. Oh, I thought you'd be more upset than that. How rude. Over their four-month lifespan, they travel around 300 miles around your body. That's the distance from Buckingham Palace to the Eiffel Tower. No wonder they're so exhausted. Luckily... You constantly produce new blood cells, red blood cells, to replace the ones that die from a part in the body called the bum. Sorry, I wrote bum by accident. This chapter isn't going very well. I meant the bone marrow. Even though your bones are strong and hard, they've actually got a soft squidgy bit in the middle called the bone marrow. And this is where baby blood cells come from. Bone marrow is the reason that dogs find bones so delicious. Then again, Pippin also finds sweaty socks delicious, so you can't read too much into that. Anyway, who knew 
your bones were, weren't just there to keep you human-shaped, but are also a disgusting Santa's grotto that makes blood. Ask your parents where red blood cells come from. If they don't know, make them sit on the stairs for an hour in disgrace. White blood cells. No prizes for guessing the colour of white blood cells. But do you know what shape they are? Round? Square? Triangular? Yup, all those answers are right. They're always changing shape, like they're made out of Play-Doh. You don't have as many white blood cells as their red buddies, but they're just as important. They're the tough cookies in your body. The miniature army of superheroes who help you fight illness. Day in, day out, they patrol your body looking for germs and other nasties that want to make you sick. There are different types of white blood cells, each designed to latch onto different types of germs. There are some for bacteria, some for viruses, and some for worms. Seriously, your body has thought of everything. White blood cells are ruthless assassins. If they find something that shouldn't be there, they destroy it. While they're battling away, your white blood cells release chemicals into your bloodstream that cause your temperature to shoot up. They do this because a hotter body temperature makes it harder for germs to survive. So it's a good thing, I promise. Even though it makes you feel like you've got a tropical beach, you're on a tropical beach at midday, wearing a thick woolen sweater and toasting marshmallows on a massive fire. Platelites. Platelites work in teams, and their job is to help your blood to clot, which means to clump together into a big old lump. You obviously don't want your blood to do that while it's flowing around inside you, but if you have an accident and cut yourself, that's when platelites spring into action. Well, first of all, they wait a moment to give you time to scream about all the blood that's going everywhere. Then they make themselves all sticky and head over to plug the hole it's squirting out of. The bigger the cut, the more of the mates they call over to help out. And unlike my friends, who are always too busy sleeping or watching TV to reply to my messages, a platelite never leaves its bodies in the lurch. Plasma. Plasma sounds a lot more exciting than it actually is. Like it might be used in a laser gun or something. In fact, it's just the fluid that all blood cells swim around in. And it looks suspiciously like we. I've checked with some scientists and they promised me it would, it's definitely not we. As well as making blood its familiar liquidy self, plasma also transports all the nutrients in your body, I mean, all the nutrients your body needs. It carries hormones, too, which are the body's messaging system. A bit like WhatsApp for cells, except hormones still work when the Wi-Fi's broken. If you lose blood, if you fall over and cut your knee, your body is extremely good at replacing the blood you lose. It's a bit like when your robot butler runs low on batteries. You just plug him in and he's back to full power in no time at all. Usually, when someone hurts themselves, the blood can make sure... I mean... The body can make sure more blood, there are more blood to replace what's lost. And everything is absolutely fine. But sometimes people lose a lot of blood in bad accidents or in very difficult operations. And the body can't replace it fast enough. Not having enough blood in the body is dangerous. You know by now how important blood is, especially for getting oxygen to everywhere that it needs. But help is on hand. If you need a top-up, then you can have something called a blood transfusion, 
A blood transfusion is a very simple idea. You take a bag of blood and squirt it into a vein in someone's arm. Where does that blood come from? Other people. Relax, it's not stolen from them at night while they're asleep. They choose to donate it. You might have donated old toys before, but it's sort of the same thing. I mean, giving blood is, is almost the same thing. The main difference is you don't hand it over with an old bin bag. You go to a special donor centre when a nurse will hook you up to a tube that takes some blood out. About a couple of glasses worth. You still have loads left, so a healthy person will feel totally fine after giving blood. After you've made your donation, they'll even give you a biscuit. Can't make any promises about what kind of biscuit it'll be. Sorry. But even better than the biscuit is knowing that you've saved someone's life. How often can you say you've done that? Probably not often at all, unless you're Batman, obviously. If you are Batman, can I please borrow your car? It looks much more fun than my one. Did you know, in the UK, we need 1.6 million bags of blood a year. That's enough to fill a really big swimming pool. It would be a waste of blood sloshing it all into a swimming pool, so they give it to patients who need it instead. You'll have to wait until you're 17 before you can give blood, but please think about doing it then. It's an amazing thing to do. Blood types. Different people have different types of blood. It's just like the way people have different coloured eyes or different length tongues, or how some people are good at writing books and other people are absolutely terrible at it. Cows have over, did you know, cows have over 800 blood types. So this chapter would be very long if I was writing a book for cows. I'd probably call it Cow's Anatomy. When doctors give someone a blood transfusion, it's very important to know that the patient's blood, the patient's blood type because some blood types don't get on at all. Like my brothers won't get on with me when they read the last paragraph. And it would make the person who received the blood very ill. The four blood types are called A, B, AB and O. You can remember them as apples, bananas and oranges. Or you can just remember them normally. It's not that hard, come on. O is a very special blood type because absolutely anyone in the world can get a transfusion with blood type O. It's like a person who's extremely easy to get along with, such as you. Ignore that bit if you're actually horrible. Case questions. Why are scabs hard if they're made of blood? Remember platelites? Rushing to the scene of a cut like tiny plate-shaped paramedics and doing their sticky thing to stop the blood pouring out? Well, after they've done that, they leave a mesh of fibrin, which is a very strong material that forms the scabs that you know and love. Next time a grown-up yells at you to stop picking a scab, you can tell them that it's actually called a mesh of fibrin. But they're right, you shouldn't pick it. It's there to stop germs coming in and to protect your skin while it repairs itself. Once your skin has healed, the scab, sorry, I mean mesh of fibrin, will fall off by itself. If my blood is red, then why are my veins blue? Your veins are actually red. They just look blue on the outside. It's an optical illusion because of the way light gets absorbed by your skin. No humans have blue blood, though. Except spiders, crabs and squids do. This is because they don't carry oxygen using hemoglobin. Their blood uses hemocyanin, which is blue. Bonus fact, worms have green blood. 
Why do some people faint at the sight of blood? Because it's disgusting. Oh, you want more of a scientific answer? Fine. If you start to panic about something, your brain sends a message along the nerve to try to calm down. The vagus nerve, if you're taking notes, one of the effects of this is to slow your heart down. Sometimes it makes your heart slow down a little bit too much. Then suddenly it's clonk, hello, floor. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. It happens to lots and lots of people. In fact, it happened to me a few times when I was at medical school. I once fainted when I was sewing up a cut on a man's arm. Oops. Luckily, I didn't cut my head and needed to be sewn up myself. By the way, someone else came along to sort the man out. He's not still sitting there bleeding all over the floor. True or poo? Leeches are used by doctors today. True. Hundreds and hundreds of years ago, doctors didn't really understand how the body worked. So they came up with some quite unusual and completely useless treatments. One particular favourite in the olden days was using leeches to treat anything from heart problems to infected legs. Leeches are like ugly slugs with a massive mouth containing 300 teeth and they suck your blood. Doctors stopped using leeches for a long, a long time ago, mainly because they killed quite a lot of patients. But these days they've made a bit of a reappearance. Surgeons use them to help blood flow in the area they're operating on. Leeches can eat ten times their weight in blood during a single meal. That's like you eating 10,000 hamburgers at lunch. Please don't do this. Your blood contains gold. True! Blood contains small, amount of small amounts of metals such as iron, copper and gold. Don't get too excited though. It really is a very tiny amount. You would need to take every drop of blood out of the, all the people in a full football stadium to collect enough blood to make a small ring. Please don't do this or I'll have to call the police. One in ten people need a blood transfusion during their life. Poo. In fact, over half of all people need a blood transfusion at some point. All the more reason to give blood. It's a fair swap if you might need someone else's one day, don't you think? you enjoyed today's episode i know i did fun fact i recorded this over a week because i forgot to do it and i didn't finish it today's episode was chapter two heart and chapter three blood of k's anatomy i really like this book and i hope you do too bye